0: Welcome to Passion Life Church. Mary and I, my beautiful bride, we've been married 39 years. So I know she doesn't look that, that she could be anywhere close to old enough to be married to me. But I married her when she was a year and a half old. And so she's young. And we have four kids, they're all married, and now seven grandkids. And we are grateful for all of them. You know, you can't take credit for good kids as parents. You just give God all the praise and glory. Uh, you blame the devil for bad kids, but you, you just don't. Uh, just, just kidding. Just excited about our family. Um, I'm going to read a scripture tonight, or I'll just quote it to you, um, those two scriptures. I just want to encourage everybody here tonight. I just finished a book that will be out in two weeks called God of the Comeback. It's really a, a, a view of my life in the ministry for 40 years and what God's done. And uh, I just love talking about how good God is, how faithful God is, and what God can do in our story if we don't quit. If we just keep believing him, if we just press in. You know, um, aren't you glad your pastors didn't quit when they were discouraged? And pastors get discouraged and pushing through, and now this church is in a season of breakthrough. I can't wait to see what lies ahead for Passion Life Church. And the purpose of God for you as a congregation in the Marietta, it's going to be wonderful what God does. And uh, so my second scripture is from the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verse 14. And it is a story, it's a summation of a specific moment in the life of the patriarch, Joseph, and it says this, Now Pharaoh sent and called for Joseph, and they brought him speedily out of the prison, I just declare over you, Pastor Phil and Valerie, a season of divine acceleration where things are going to happen not at a normal pace but a supernatural pace. In fact, Amos 9, verse 13 says, things are going to happen in the Message Bible. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. And everywhere you look, blessing. God, I thank you that everything you promised this church is going to happen. Not over a 20-year period, but a 20-month period. You're, sh- you're condensing, you're manifesting your, fa- your faithfulness and fulfilling the promise of God. So, God, I thank you for divine acceleration in Marietta at Passion Life Church, Pastor Phil and Valerie, in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to do it, God. And they brought him speedily out of the prison, the Bible says in Genesis 41:14, And he shaved, changed his clothing and came to Pharaoh. Joseph shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. The the idea that the story of Joseph is so remarkable. And I'm so grateful that God included in the Bible so much of the nitty-gritty detail of human lives so that we could identify with people. So we wouldn't think they all were just super saints that never faced difficulty never knew hardships, that never knew disappointment or discouragement. But we see their real lives so that we would know that they did great things not because they were great. They did great things because they served a great God. You know, Jesus was talking about faith one day and he says, hey, fellas, you don't need tons of faith. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you know, that's like the, the size of a grain of sand. It's almost microscopic, not quite. And Jesus said, you'll say that fig tree be cast into the sea by the roots, and it will pull up and be cast into the, into the ocean. And Jesus said this, a little bit of faith can release tremendous things. It's not how big your faith is, it's how big your God is. It's not the size of your faith that moves mountains, it's the size of your God. And so we, we just need to know God's so ready, so able, and so capable and so excited and so willing to help. And uh, so anyways, Joseph spends his, as, as a 17-year-old boy, he's visited by God with dreams. I call Pastor Phil, I call the sanctuary that we preach at, at CFTN the dream room. And I call it the dream room because I, it, it's almost as if little light, I watch little light bulbs pop on over people's heads when they start connecting to the dream God has for their life, because my destiny as a man of God is to help you find your destiny as a child of God. That's my calling. That's our calling as leaders. And so I call it the dream room, and Joseph has these dreams about doing something great. And almost the moment after his second dream, he began a journey, a process... That was magnificently difficult. His brothers betrayed him. The people he was called to lead betrayed him. The arena he was called to have influence in broke his heart. His older brothers betrayed him. He was sold to the Ishmaelites. They carried him down to Egypt. He was bought by a A rich political leader, military man named Potiphar, he made him a servant there. He prospered in the house and and was flourishing, but that wasn't his destiny, so God had to short-circuit things. Potiphar's wife accused him of sexual crime. He was innocent. He goes to prison. For 13 years, he's a slave and a prisoner, and all the while, God's prepping him to be the most important man on the planet. It's amazing the way God looks at preparation. It's amazing the thoroughness and the mind and heart of God concerning our lives and the instruments he will use to educate us for our destiny. And Joseph now is 30 years old and he's at this stage going through the most intense battle he's been through the whole time. The psalmist described it like this. Joseph was put into chains and he was held there. And in the Hebrew it reads, his soul came into the iron because he was, for two years specifically, he was forgotten. He interpreted the butler's dream. He knew that would be probably his passageway out. The butler forgot about him. It's tough when it feels like you've been forgotten. And so in there, he's going through a deep, thorough, penetrating growth in the kingdom of God. He's, he's dealing with stuff. He's learning all kinds of stuff. And so suddenly one day, here's two palace guards, magnificently dressed in their ornament. Uh, uh, in their ornament uniforms, they come that they would be the strongest, the greatest soldiers in all of Egypt. They stood there at the prison door and said, today's your day. Man, I came from Arizona to tell you today's your day. The cell door is open. Your seasons are changing. Something's happening in your life. And they opened the door and said, come on, son, we got to go. And, and, and they said, "Oh, oh, we can't walk there. They brought him speedily, just means in the Hebrew, they ran. I got my tennis shoes on to illustrate my sermon. Pastor Phil, I, I turned 60 this year. And the only regret I have in the ministry is I didn't discover tennis shoes until I was 59. So all my hip friends were wearing them, you know, Pastor Benny, introduced me to tennis. They're not wearing them now. I'm always like five years behind the trends. But John Gray, all these guys are wearing tennis shoes. And, and so finally, I had the courage. I wore tennis shoes last summer. My, I remember the, I f- my feet felt so good, I thought, I'm never going to take these off again. And uh, the three things I discovered in my 50s, tennis shoes, Shandai Mandai for old men on their feet all the time, grandkids. Grandkids are so great, I just wish I would have skipped the kids, gone right to the grandkids. <laughs> and No, I, I love my kids, but, man, I I. Sp- I spoiled the Fab Five, now it would be Super 7. I, I, I have, you know, babysitting night for me is when I'm you know, recklessly uh, entertaining my grandchildren and do everything they're not supposed to do at their house. And I said, whatever your parents said you can't do, you can do it here. Let's just have fun. So we eat all the bad stuff. We go for hikes. We do dangerous things. And, uh, and then I... S- I swear them a secrecy, they tell anyways, and then they go home. Uh, and the third thing is power naps. And, and uh, it's amazing what a 20-minute nap can do t- to a 60-year-old a man. I feel, I feel great tonight. I might even go to 11. Forget 10.30. I might to go to 11. <laughs> and they said to Joseph, your destiny is too important to walk to. It's amazing in life that you can go through a detour, a delay, a season when nothing's happening, and you can actually feel like you're, you're losing ground. I should, I should be more than this at my age. I, I hope more of this. I, I hope to be further along in life than where I'm at, but I'm not there. And, uh, but God, in one moment, here's what the Bible says in Joel 2.25, God speaking, I will restore the years to you. I'm going to make the years repay you for what they've stolen from you. Remember what God did to Job? God gave Job twice as much as he he lost and goes into a numerical explanation or narrative of showing twice as much sheep and cattle and success. And and, and God literally turned back time and gave him and these beautiful kids and these three daughters, all these amazing things. And so I just want to tell you when it's your time Fasten your seatbelt. God can do so much in a little window of time. And then they said to Joseph, because Joseph in prison had the the, the common feature of the men in prison would be their uniforms and their beards. Especially in antiquity, they didn't allow men to shave because they shaved by knives or swords or sharp implements. They couldn't have those. So all the prisoners had beards and the, and the palace guard said to Joseph, you can't look like your history if you want to go into your destiny. So here's a tool, put it to work. See, see the Bible, the kingdom of God, God gives us the, the instruments, the tools to accomplish victorious living. And he says, here, and so shave it off. Turn to someone and say, shave that thing off. Just tell them I read that. Wait. Let's find the one guy with the beard. Shave it off, dude. <laughs> Another one there. Just kidding. I thought about when I saw you. You know what? I'm going to illustrate this message tonight. I'm going to hand him a, sha- a razor right in the state. He's going to go, while I'm preaching. No, that's that's a, that's a couple years worth of hard work there. We don't want to mess up that. And so they said, shaving off and. And, and so, Joseph, listen, he's running and shaving. He's moving into his future while he's removing the anchoring devices that would hold him to his past. And, and so, here's how you get there. So, I'll, get, I'll give you a little synopsis of Mary and I, uh, that beautiful woman there, been married to for 39 years. And uh, still, still chase her around the house. Every now and then, catcher. And uh, we've been married thirty-nine years, and we've been in the ministry all that time. In fact, I I, this year I was my fortieth year in in the ministry. So, would would would, you know we as ministers? I started off as a youth pastor, working my way through seminary, and then I became a worship leader, worship pastor. Then I was an associate pastor, and when we were twenty-seven, we were associate pastors in Orange County at South Hills Christian Center. On uh, Catella Boulevard, just uh, two miles from Disneyland, great church there, but we felt God call us to go back to Arizona where we're from and start a church. So with no help, no benefactor, no denominational uh, encouragement, we just started a church called the Eagles Nest, and Jesus blessed it. We heard from God. We had a word from God. We were only 27. For 10 straight years, it grew, often doubling year to year. And by the 10th year, we were running 4,000 people on Sunday, and we were building a big building, a 4,800-seat auditorium on the busiest street in Scottsdale. And in August of 1995, the 10th year of our church, our church treasurer embezzled $20 million from us. So we had all of our accounts with him. He had the equivalent of a savings and loan and investment company. Mary and I had our accounts there. Thousands of families in our church had their accounts there in the church at South. So we lost $20 million in one night. Ended up being he was a dishonest person running a long-term Ponzi game almost 10 years, and all the money was gone. So we were on the, in, you know, um, I've been in the, the front page of the paper 10 times. And in two or three times they put my picture, never a good picture. I was here's Pastor Maiden. You can tell something's wrong with this guy. And... Uh, they, just all kinds of horrific things, a lot of untrue things. It's amazing the, the freedom the press had to say things that weren't true. But anyways, those things happened. We had six lawsuits, two class action lawsuits, thousands of people sued the church. We had a building, our 4,800-seat building was halfway built. And uh, then we had six, uh, six lawsuits, 15 concurrent attorneys at the same time. And just uh, the church grew over a two-year period from 4,000 on Sundays to 140. Now, if you're building a church, that's, uh, that's the wrong way. That's, that's, the, that's the graph going the wrong direction. And I became manically depressed for two and a half years. And so that's why I knew about depression. We're going to find people that are struggling with that. So all those things happened. Our oldest son, a lovely young boy, was a great athlete. He was only 13 at that time. And already an all-star basketball player. But he started doing drugs because in one weekend, he lost all of his friends, hundreds of his friends, and people saying all kinds of things about his parents. Just a very hurtful season. We became homeless as a family two years into that. Just everything that could go wrong went wrong in our story. And one day, about two and a half years into it, so I'm severely depressed. I I mushroomed up to maybe 330 pounds. And I've never done drugs. I've never done alcohol but I did a lot of candy bars and, and, and cakes. And uh, the Lord said to me, son, would you like to be healed of the hurt you feel? I said, yes, Lord. What do you got in mind? And here's a couple suggestions. Why don't you open the earth and swallow those nasty people alive? Why don't you kill that guy that took my money? Why don't you, you know, just like David prayed, God, may they grow warts and their teeth fall out. And, and the Lord said to me, Son, if you forgive the people that have hurt you, I'll make you forget the pain they've caused you. And so I made a list. I checked it twice. Everybody was naughty. No one was nice. But I, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Um, I purposely daily, four times a day, forgave everyone on that list. And uh, just said, God, I forgive him. I forgive him. I forgive him. And I remember where I said this to the Lord because we're having this really honest dialogue, and I, I said, Lord, I'll, I'll forgive them with my mouth, but I can't forgive them with my heart. I can't make my heart feel something that's not there. And the Lord said, just obey me. And the moment he said that, I, I, he gave me a vision, this beautiful vision of a train. And uh, just like when I was a little boy in Iowa, these long trains. And the train had this massive engine, and the engine had emblazoned on the side in huge letters the word faith. Then all the way down, hundreds of cars was the caboose, the last car on the train, and it said feelings. And I, know the, I knew the Lord was telling me that if I would set my faith in motion, eventually my feelings would follow. So I did that, and I prayed every day for those people. About six weeks into it, I'm praying for them. About 2,000 of them went literally two blocks away and started another church. They started a new building program. They were doing everything we were doing, just doing it in a different place. And uh, so I prayed for them. I'm forgiving them, blessing them. And all of a sudden, all of heaven came into my car. I felt love for the people that broke my heart. I felt oceans of God's care for them. And then I realized I didn't hurt anymore. And just like the Lord told me that if I would forgive the people that hurt me, he would make me forget the pain they caused me. Jesus, I did what he asked me to do, and he did what he promised he would do. And so, here's here's the point of that. Joseph was called to minister to the very people that broke his heart. And he was called to to pioneer away and preserve his own family. But how could he, unless he forgave him? See, if we don't forgive people... Sometimes the very people were caused to and called to help, we end up hurting. And so Joseph's shaving off his beard, but he's really just demonstrating that he's let it all go. In the New Testament, there's a great Greek word for the word forgiveness or forgive. It's aphemi, A-P-H-E-M-I. And aphemi means to let go. And it's the portrait of an archer shooting an arrow. And every time I think about it, I'm, I'm reminded because uh, as a grandfather, um, you, ha- you become familiar with all the newest kids' movies. So you buy them, so when they come over, we all watch them together. And so a few years ago, this movie came out Frozen. And uh, so we, I watched it 211 times. <laughs> Poppy, that, they call me, Poppy, let's watch Frozen. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Let's put that on. And and there was this haunting song I couldn't get out of my brain for six months. And it was, let it go, let it go, let it go. And and so every night I said, God, please let the song go. Let it let let it leave my consciousness and my memory banks. Let it go, let it go. And and God says to us, if we'll let it go, it'll leave our world. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It's wonderful to not feel bitterness. It's wonderful to not be angry. It's wonderful to not have resentment toward other people. You know, Jesus basically said, hey, hey, forgive people. When should we forgive people? All the time. Well, what should we forgive them of? Everything. So let me get this right. We forgive everybody all the time of everything. Yeah. That's how it works. Why do we do that? Because you've been forgiven of everything. That forgiveness is the big thing. And Joseph unplugged his soul from the grip of the painful journey. The two things he was called to do was to influence the government of Egypt and, and protect and provide for his family. He had been wounded by the government of Egypt through Potiphar and betrayed by Reuben and Simeon, Levi, and Judah, his own brothers. And when he forgave them, he was released from prison. Come on. He was released from prison. Jesus healed me of a severe manic depression when I started forgiving people. He helped me walk out of great darkness. And if he did that for me, he can do it for you. The other part of it was this, that I came to my church, and I think it was 1998, and I had been in a -a two-and-a-half-year depression, and I sit, I was reading that week when Jesus was at the temple and he asked the man with a withered hand to stretch forth his hand. Everyone knew the guy had an issue, a withered hand. And in, in the Mosaic Law, you couldn't come into the church with a physical imperfection, especially a deformity. And so they made, some, they, they, they made a tradition to cover up the, 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 the requirements of the Mosaic Law. And so they asked the man just to cover it up. So the church has to stop being in the cover-up game. I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, hallelujah. And so I came to my pulpit and I said to the church, I've been in a two-and-a-half-year depression. The moment I said it, I was healed. And here's what the Lord said to me, Michael, if you reveal it, I'll heal it. Yes, I made that little statement famous around the world. If you reveal it, I will heal it. Ah. I couldn't wait till the next Sunday to run to the church and tell them more stuff. This Sunday, I'm preaching about my other issues. Just sit there and enjoy it. Every time I talk about it, I get better. Secrets, secrets kill our soul and make us unhealthy when we're living integrity. Okay, so, so then they said to him after he shaved, the Bible says he changed his clothing. He changed his clothing. I'm sorry, I didn't have time to change my clothing don't get too close to me tonight but joseph now had been wearing for some time a period of years the same coat this a garment a prison issued garment because in prison you don't have names you have numbers here's prisoner number 8275 here's the, here's your number and, and and when you wear something if you experience something long enough it becomes your new identity and god said to joseph that's not who you really are. And in the kingdom of God, God is constantly introducing us to the revelation of the Bible, who we really are in life. We're not who our past tells us we are. We're not who our family says we are. We're not who the devil says we are or who God says we are. And, and Joseph had to make the, choi- the choice to take off the comfort of where he'd been, to take off the established a familiarity with the coat he'd been wearing for years and to put on a palace garment, to put on his real identity. As a child, man, you are who you are. a child of God. You're a history maker. You're a world shaker. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're more than a conqueror. Through Christ who always loves you has never stopped loving you who's always been with you and so the Bible is a mirror of our new identity which is the revelation of the righteousness God gives us in Christ and the more we identify with that righteousness the closer we come to our destiny the revelation of our identity unlocks the pathway to our destiny and releases the authority of our kingdom uh, significance to accomplish it everything we need is found in our identity and 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 God's God's determined to have a generation that believes they are who he says they are. We are the children of God. We are the children of God. And, and so Joseph, now listen to me, they didn't change his clothes. They handed him and said, you probably should change. But we're not going to do it for you. That's an important thing. Um, today, I could, have, I could be in a mental hospital. I could be dead. I could be... Sitting in a bar stool, sharing my sob story of what went wrong. Some horrible things went wrong. I was accused of things I never did, crucified in the press, betrayed by friends. Those things really happened to me. And so I could be sitting somewhere, continually wearing the robe of my victimization. But I choose not to be a victim. I choose to forgive people, to believe God, to dream again, and to go forward. You know your heart is healthy when it dreams again. And so Joseph, the story of his robe, so interesting, Pastor Troy and Phil, because Joseph, this wasn't the first time he was asked or had a robe change. When he was a 17-year-old boy, He had a robe of many colors. It was a public representation of his personal favor from his dad. And he would wear that robe, and they'd say, oh, look how loved he is. Look how favored Joseph is. But his brothers hated his favor, and the first chance they could, they stripped it off of him and threw him into a pit. And so they stole his favor. A few years later, a woman, Potiphar's wife, accused him, wanted to sleep with him. He wouldn't do it. He ran out of the room, and she She grabbed his robe and then ran and showed it to her her husband and said, this man attacked me. And and she stripped his reputation from him. And he became not just a slave but a sexual criminal, sentenced. You know, people that are convicted of sexual crimes are the lowest level in the prison. We We have powerful prison ministries. There's kind of a pecking order in prison. And now he's accused of a sexual crime, although he's an innocent virgin God-fearing man. And so the two times that happened to him, listen, you know you found your cross when people start stripping things off of you. But now no one was taking from him. God was asking him to make the choice himself. Can you let it go? Can you let all that pain go? Can you let all those 13 years of disappointment go? Can you let all the bad things people said about you, all the false accusations, all the judgments all the hurtful words. Can you forgive your family? Can you let Miss Potiphar go? Can you go on with your life, Joseph? Joseph, can you put on the new garment of righteousness? Joseph, can you, can you put on your princely garment and know who you are? You have to look like you belong in your destiny. And Joseph, the Bible says, changed his clothes. Within a few short verses, he, he, later on in that chapter, He has a son named Manasseh, which means to forget. He said, God, maybe forget all the pain, all the sorrow. I I, I told you my story and Joseph's story, just to encourage you, your story's not over. Maybe you'll never need a comeback like my comeback, but you'll need some kind of comeback. You'll need some kind of overcoming strategy to make it through the difficulties of life. And and I just want to encourage you, don't give up on God. Don't give up on your story. Don't give up on the dream that's in your heart for God. God's going to do amazing things through you. Hey, thanks for, for listening to tonight. I'm going to pray for some of you now. And uh, we're just going to watch God do some amazing things. Uh, just a couple of things. Let me begin with this. Um, I've become an expert at overcoming discouragement and depression. Because I face them so violently, so continuously, just imagine I had 15 attorneys. I, I, I spent my entire days, six, eight, ten hours a day on a, with attorneys and then was expected to go to church and be spiritual. It's pretty tough stuff. And that happened on and on and on and on. And, and so I became so familiar with discouragement and depression, I wrote a country western album. And I hate country music. So... At the, in the basement of depression, the bottom floor of depression, they're playing country music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of kidding, kind of true. So I pray tonight listen, if a snake crawled, if you have kids and a, your, your little kids are in the living room playing on the floor, and all of a sudden a snake crawled into an open door and a poisonous snake, you know, rattlers, we have them in Arizona, you might have them here. And, you wouldn't sit there and watch that snake. You would jump across the room. You would hit it with anything you could in the room. You would kill it. Well, discouragement's the same thing. You can't tolerate discouragement being, you have to kill it. And discouragement almost always is the fruit of you feeling defeated in some part of your life. And uh, so. I pray tonight for anyone battling discouragement. If you've been fighting the scourgement, man, tonight's your night. Okay, tonight's your, your turnaround, you're right to Man, you came to church, that's giving the devil a black eye. Let's give the devil two black eyes, okay? So just be honest. You say, Pastor, I've been fighting some discouragement. It doesn't matter if it's six, six days old or six years old. Would you just hold up your hand and let us pray for you guys. And we're, we're just going to thank you guys. Thank you for being transparent and honest. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So just keep your hand up raised for a minute so I can come down there. And I want to ask, uh, Pastor, would it be all right if we just prayed for these folks? Yeah, um, it, if, if you would look around church, if someone has their hand raised around you, would you help me pray for them? And let's just stand with our sisters and brothers and, and show them that um, they're going to be okay. So, yeah, so if you're fighting discouragement, just, just hold up your hand. If that's you. If fighting discouragement, just, just wave your hand. And uh, we're going to make sure that you get prayer. There's a, there's a man over there, sister there. So just find, so if you're, if you wouldn't mind just going to someone, if you're not raising your hand, and let's pray for each other, okay? Let's let's find them. So, Lord, we pray for our friends right now in Christ's name. Thank you, Jesus. Are you three amigos together? What's uh, you and him? Yeah. yeah. And you're just between them? Yeah, what's your name? Tom. Tom, can, can you come here? Let me pray for you. Yeah, just pray for those people. Lord, we, we speak life, hope, healing. Come on. The Bible says whatever we ask the Father in the name of Jesus, he'll give it to us. Lord, we, I, we, we break the assignment of these things on these people now in Christ's name. Amen, amen, amen. Yeah. Yeah, just come, out, come over here. So um, really interesting, was it Tom? Yeah. So Tom, you know, a couple times in your life, the enemies tried to hurt you physically, to kill you, to shorten your life. But God's protected you, he loves you. God's on your side, you're a miracle man. And that is to clear that everything's about to change in your story. You got a great mind, a sharp mind, a creative mind. You have so many gifts, you have so many positive traits, you're a good person... Kind, friendly, outgoing, so many things. And I just declare that your seasons change tonight. And that uh, two things a legal action, a legal victory, and a financial victory are coming to you. And God's going to turn some things around for you supernaturally. So, God, I declare that this man's about to see heaven invade his world. And I speak life and healing into his physical body. So, I command the reversal of a physical agent that's tried to weaken you, that's tried to steal. Your energies and your abilities, and I loosen the power of God into every body. Tom, and Jesus' name, and I declare you're healed, you're healed, you're healed. So, look, let me tell you a story. So, I prayed for a guy a couple years ago. When I prayed for him, his name's Ray in our church. He weighed 115 pounds, and he was about three weeks from dying from AIDS. And uh, no hope, no treatment. He just, he was at the, at the end. And uh, he gave his testimony "The night. He, he now weighs 202 pounds. There's no AIDS in his blood. The doctors can't figure out what happened. And he's a miracle man. I declare you're a miracle man, sir. And God's going to do uh, crazy things for you physically in every part of your life. In Christ's name. Amen. Ma'am, can you stand up? C- can I pray for you? Yeah. I, I'm sorry for pointing at you, but I want to. Yeah, would you mind stepping on the aisle and let me slap my sweaty hands on you? Just kidding. What's your name? Alexa. Alexa. So I've got great news for you, Alexa. I declare by the name of Jesus that your storm is over. And that you're, you have a, a, you're a good person. You're a caring, loving, loyal person. But you've been through about as much as you can handle. And the, you know everything's been pushing at you. From all directions, financially, relationally, abandonment, and even hostility. It's like a storm with a voice. And the voice voice of the storm just like yelling at you. And I heard the Lord say, I'm commanding that storm to end. I'm silencing the wind. And I declare over you that everything changes. This year will be like two halves. The first half is hell. The second half is heaven. I declare that change comes to you in Christ's name. And the things that are so, um, the things that feel so detrimentally, uh, personally detrimental to you, God's healing. So if God, l- Jesus healed me, he's going to heal you. Because you are really, you have depression-like symptoms, although you're so strong, you're pushing through it. But it's leaving you tonight. God, as I, the moment I pray for, Alexa, I pray for a miracle in our heart, a miracle in our world, that the storm to end. And God, who season the to change in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord of a Church, thank you, God, for your faithfulness. It will manifest, God, in every way, natural things like finance and legal. It will manifest in a voice being silenced, a hostility being removed, a miracle in our home. In the name of Jesus, the Lord of the Church. Thank you, God. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, just keep worshiping the Lord, everybody. You're doing good. You're doing good. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Listen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I pray for the God of all hope to fill your heart with hope. That hope finds its greatest and most fruitful season in your life ever. And uh, Jesus, Jesus healed me. I started dreaming again. See, you know your heart's healthy when it starts dreaming again. Your heart was made to be a dream machine constantly thinking about the future with God, when we stop thinking about the future, it's because we're discouraged, depressed, we're detoured, we're disillusioned, and we're hurt. And so God heals us so we can function the way we were made to function. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. You guys all together, beautiful family. You know, um, you guys have real faith. You and your wife have real faith. You're really courageous people. You're really good, godly people. You've done hard things so consistently you make them look easy. And I feel like the Lord just says thank you. Thank you for being so loving to your family, to your daughter, to your son, to everyone in your world. Thank you for taking a very difficult burden and carrying it. And I just feel heaven's coming to your home. And I just declare that your house is a house of miracles, sir that miracles happen in every person that lives in the four walls of your house, that you start seeing things change, that there's visible, tangible evidence in your children's life of the healing work of God. And here's what I pray. Five and a half years ago, someone stole money from you, opportunity, partnership, and money. I command the devil to pay you back for every penny he's ever taken from you. And I loosen a restoration financially into the realms of your business the realms of your finance and God's going to show off for you there's by the end of the story there'll be a family foundation there'll be all kinds of things that will mushroom in the future for what God will do God's proud of you for as a family for not quitting he's proud of you and he's going to help you and you're in a season of miracles God bless this family bless this father bless this son this mother bless his daughter in Jesus name you're a miracle God you're a miracle God miracle God. What's your name, sir? Craig. And your name? Susan. So Susan, I saw into your your side of the family and I saw um, people that were blind, um, but they, they were blind because there was like scales over their eyes. And Jesus said, I command the blindness to go. I command people that are spiritually blinded in your family to be saved. I break false beliefs. I break occultic beliefs. I break false religions. And I declare that your whole family is going to get saved, that God's going to do some miracles. And so this is like a, man, for you, this is like a 20-year, 21-year faith journey. You're like, God, how long, how long? I declare that they're coming in one after another, one after another. And God says, thank you for not not giving up believing for your family. Thank you, God. Someone's going to reach out to you kind of to initiate a season. and, And it's going to be all hooked together, what God's going to do one after another. So, God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness. We worship you and praise you, God. Come on. You're doing good. You're doing good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Phil, if there's anybody you want me to pray for tonight, I really want to hit some of the things uh, that you'd like me to pray for. Uh, just just tell me, because I'll, I'll minister prophetically over anybody you'd like me to pray for. I want to pray and go ahead and let me know that. Can I pray for Josiah? Josiah was a great king. I know you know the story. And so, Lord, how old are you, Josiah? 12. Okay, reminds me of Miles. Lord, thank you for Josiah. We pray for him tonight. And um, I saw the Lord. He was so excited. He was inviting me to this room, and he opened this wardrobe, and he said, Josiah, 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 here's the things I prepared for you. And he showed me at 15, he would give you a mantle. And he would give you another mantle at 17 and a half. And he would keep, just as you grew, he would give you increasing uh, uh, garments of anointing and of uh, of destiny. By the time you're 21, you're preaching in nations. It's already in you to do these things. And God's fast forwarding you. God's accelerating you. And your life's going to be different. God says he's proud of the way, Josiah, you've been a bold witness to um, often in the community of your age group, you've been a bold witness, and unafraid to talk about Jesus. But God's going to start giving you prophetic dreams, and God's going to start showing you people's hearts and words of knowledge about things that are going to happen to you. Very specific things from God. It's the agent of a prophetic gift and coming a power, powerful upon you. And by the time you're 15, you're going to be prophesying in public, in public meetings like this. Things God's doing, words of knowledge, and then excellent escalating at 17 and at 21. So God's, God's moving you into the demonstration of the gifts. God's moving you into the office you, you're prepared for. He's telling you tonight that you're called, anointed, chosen, and that your name represents your destiny. And the things that burn in your heart, you're going to be able to do. The thing you're going to do at 21 is lead a youth revival that's going to change the world. So God, thank you for what you're doing with Josiah. We bless him in Christ's name. Thank you, God. He's being raised right by a man of God, a woman of God. Thank you, God. You preserve him. You protect him. You watch over him. (laughs) And you visit him. In his 12th now, it would be 13th year, 15th, 17th, 21. Ah, some great things. In Christ's name, amen, amen. Okay. Hi, what's your name? Sarah, would you stretch your love toward Miss Sarah Church? Lord, we pray for Sarah tonight. Thank you for your love for her. Thank you for your hand upon her life. Thank you for everything you've ordained for her in Christ's name. Sarah, the Lord's proud of you for not blaming him for what went wrong, for not accusing him of being the author of evil in your story. And God says, I'm emptying your heart from grief. I'm emptying your heart from the lie that this will never leave you, that it's pain, it's... It's the burial pain will never leave you. But God says, I'm not done with your story. And the Lord says, I'm going to make what looks like ashes become beautiful. I'm going to make what feels so very bad become so very good. I'm going to make you a breathing, living, walking testimony of my faithfulness and goodness in this region. And I'm going to show off. And God says, "Uh, the, the devil has been evicted from your thought life telling you that you didn't do enough or you could have done that or all these lies because you have a great heart you're vulnerable to ownership of things that you haven't done and so God's driving the spirit of accusation out of you and he's cleansing you from grief and sorrow and God's going to heal you so thoroughly, so perfectly, so sovereignly and supernaturally that you're going to be anointed the rest of your life to heal brokenhearted people. God says thank you for trusting me. Thank you for believing me. Thank you for walking with me. And so there's, so I see a room of people. I saw three sitting at the front. Then like six or seven more behind them. So everyone, so something's happened that's affected a large group of people. And I declare that the power of God through you, that you're going to be the door out of the room of grief. God's going to use you to help others get out of this thing. So look, Jesus, you healed my heart. Thank you for healing this lovely woman's heart, her life, her story. In the name of Jesus. Done nothing wrong. Everything changes. Everything changes. Everything changes because God loves you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Um, sweetheart, would you come and help me? Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Doing good. Everybody doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. How are you doing? What's your name, John? Okay, because Mrs. John, I'm going to pray for you, uh, beard beard guy, Bob the beard. Thank you. What's your name, uh, John and Vanessa? Honored to meet you guys. Lord, thank you for this lovely couple. I lift them to you and thank you for your grace upon their lives. We bless them by the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for so much you've done, so much you do. You know, uh, John, there's a kind of a, a Joseph-like track in your story. You have the gift of faithfulness. You have the gift of loyalty. You have the gift of hard work. And um, twice... There's been bitter and unjust betrayals related to your own service or activities and vocation. I heard the Lord say, "A new season has begun," yeah. and God says, "I'm going to make the devil pay you back for 11 and a half years of a unfulfilled promise and destiny, even ideas stolen, all kinds of things that should have been completely yours." And God says don't worry about one thing. There's nothing the enemy's taken that I can't give you better back. And so now you're in the season of not, ju- not just the release of hurtful things. You're in the season of recovery of lost things. I'm giving it all back. I'm giving it better. I'm giving, in fact, you're gonna find two situations where people that were complicit in the activities from the past are gonna be blessings to you. And God says, thank you for trusting me, for giving and moving on. Because your hearts have been right I have, Lord says, I have honored your trust in me. And because you, especially the last four and a half years, God says everything's shifting tonight related to the promise of your lives together. I saw the Lord give you a physical miracle, sister. I loosen in your body the healing power of Jesus Christ from your head to your foot. Declare that you're a walking, breathing, living miracle woman. And that God gives you everything you desire and everything that your heart dreams of. And thank God, thank you God for your faithfulness. Thank you God door opens, the call comes, the tennis shoes, the running season, the accelerating season, the dream interpreting season, the wisdom you have is going to unlock the problems that create supernatural influence in your future. God, thank you for it. John, thank you tonight's promotion tonight. Just imagine John, Jesus the General standing here putting stripes on you. You've been promoted. You're going up higher in the name of Jesus Christ. God, thank you for it. Amen. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah just Yeah, yeah. Jacob. So, would you stretch your love toward uh, brother Jacob? Um the, the the lady here with the glasses just raise you just raise your hands in the back there. Yeah. Would you would you stand up? saw so the Lord give you a miracle. I declare in your body, your heart, and your family, God gives you a miracle tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, it's a miracle night for you. You said, God, I need you tonight. I, I, I need a breakthrough. I need you, I need you, I need you. What you whispered in the car, God heard like a shout in heaven. And I declare to you that tonight is your night, that you receive these three miracles in every part of your life in Christ's name. Amen, amen, amen. God, thank you for uh, Brother Jacob. We bless him in Jesus' name. Thank you for your hand upon his life. Thank you for the destiny he was born for, made for, created for. Thank you for all you've done. In the name of Jesus, Amen. You know, uh, Jacob, you, you got a great personality, and uh, you're so you have a great sense of humor, which is people don't right away see because you look tough, and uh, but you you got a great sense of humor. You enjoy life. You're, God's proud of the way you've overcome the stronghold that hurt the men of your family. You've broken down things that broke other men's lives. And this is a new season for you. This is a new, man, you're in the best season of your life. God can't wait to show you everything he has for you. There's a guy in the Bible named Gideon, and his name means to chop down trees. And uh, his father gave him a new name, Jerubal, which means to chop down the idols of Baal. You're a fighter. You've had to fight your way out of things, fight your way through things out of all the way from unhealthy environments, family stuff, uh, toxic people. and But God's not taking the fight out of you. God's going to make you a fighter in his kingdom. And you're going to be the judo guy for Jesus, okay? You're going to be the knockout, the MMA guy for Jesus, okay? You're going to be the stranglehold the devil. And God's going to use your fight to help men get free in California. And uh, you're the devil... The devil had a really intricate, orchestrated strategy to beginning like a 16 and then 17 to pull you into the grip of some really painful things, and he can't believe he lost you. To God, you're a trophy. To the enemy, you're a defeat that he lost. And your stories that i be multiplied hundreds of times to this church of the freedom God's giving you as a man, and and the story God's going to do for you. So I pray. So a couple of times you've handled some setbacks. I think you've handled them good. You've kind of moved past them. But God's not going to fail you when it comes to your dreams, when it comes to your capacity, when it comes to your abilities, and when it comes to a vocational breakthrough. And I just declare over you that there's something you're about to hit pay dirt and something in your world that's going to transform into a lifelong stream of, of income and resource. Something good's going to happen. And no matter what was happening in the past, no matter, no matter what doesn't matter what lawyers or the, does, wh- whoever said things against you. All of that stuff means nothing to God. You're God's guy, and God's going to do great things with you. And I and, and I pray that God, the victories God gives you, multiplies in the church a thousand times. And there's like this troop of warriors that rise up in Marietta and just and just just wage war against the things that really go after men in our country, our culture and in the state. So God bless, Jacob. I, I pray your grace upon him, your anointing upon his life. Thank you for your love for him. I saw you, Jacob, this amazing vision. I saw you stopped at a red light and you had a fast car, I don't know, sports car or something. And, but, but you're sitting there thinking, this light's not changing, this light's not changing. What's taking it so long? And it ended up being days and months and years. The Lord said, Tell my son the red lights turned green. It his Breakthrough, go forward, full steam, hit the gas pedal season. And this means for you, relationally, financially, ministerial, every part of your life is moving forward into the things God has for you. Better things. Better things better things. God freed you from addiction. I pray for every person in this room to be freed from addiction. Anyone else? You're a good man, sir. God's got great plans for you in Christ's name. Amen. Okay. Uh, Hi, Brittany. She's Bob's wife. Yeah, Bob the beard. Can I pray for you? I, I had a beard like that when I was married at 21. And, uh, the only problem, if I grow it back, it's all gray. So my wife won't let me grow it. Everybody switch your hands toward Bob and uh, Brittany. Bibi. Sorry, I'm having fun with Bob tonight. Lord, bless this awesome family, in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. your hand upon these precious ones. What great hearts they have. Uh, thank you, Jesus. You know, you guys are awesome. You're both, you both have this unusual creative depth. So it's not just, sometimes creative people don't have other aspects to their personality, their mind, and their capacity. But you're you're creative and very intellectual, very intelligent. That combination makes you unstoppable. Because a lot of people can think and dream dreams, but can't then process the pathway to their fulfillment. The way your mind works, it's phenomenal. And the Lord's visiting you, Bob. He's visiting because you got a David-like heart. You have such a great spirit. You're a door opener. You're a heaven opener. You're an anointing releaser. And God says, thank you for opening heavens in Marietta. Thank you for opening heavens at Passion Life Church. And so this is an interesting thing. So um, 1617, the devil definitely tried to kill you and tried to take your life because he was so afraid of this season of your life and the creative people around you were all demonized. So you're in an environment that was dark and scary, and the devil just tried to pull you so deep into it, you couldn't come out of it. And then people started doing life-threatening behaviors that put your life in jeopardy. But God stopped death before your 17th year because you're God's man. And the kind of the kind of thoughts or music, even that was coming to your brain then, God just changed the channels and brought you heaven. And and just like you could hear things um, spiritually back then, you're hearing things from heaven now. And God's very proud of you. And I declare this: something's going to happen with uh, computer. I something's going to happen in the idea of computers and electronics with you. That you're going to be able to, so I said, I saw you talking with the pastor and said, well, I, I just had this happen, this little breakthrough. I want to make an album. Oh, by the way, I'll pay for it all myself because this much money's come in. God's going to give you enough money to, to do every dream in your heart. You have the unusual capacity to generate income to fulfill your destiny. Amen, Bob. God's going to show off through you. Because you've done like four, three or four years, and then before this, in another place, you've served God faithfully, and now it's pay time, it's payback time, it's reward time, it's breakthrough time. I loosen your mind to creative ideas that will make you supernaturally prosperous in this region to accomplish all your dreams. And I, I pray it grows to this, that there will be a worship album from this church that will change the world. There will be three worship bands, youth band, even a children's band. Things are gonna happen all, all across the church. Thank you for all the dreams. I pray for The other two men, family men, in your world, I pray for complete freedom in every man, Bob, attached in your bloodline, that they but all fulfill their destiny, their families would be free, and that every self-destructive behavior would be broken, any addiction, any bondage and deception broken in Christ's name. Thank you, God. Uh, There's some, (laughs) so there's this, this this cool thing. is God often sends to you curious people or or, uh, eccentric people. And because you're able to really help them, and I saw that I saw whole, like two rows here at church filled with this uh, collection of really eccentric people, and it's all people that come to Christ through you. And man, you, God's gonna make you such an expert fisherman. You're so proud of you. By the way, you're already doing it. The the the, the soil is about to give forth its seed, its fruit, and you're gonna see a harvest come in in Christ's name. God, thank you. Um, for uh, Mrs. B, thank you for blessing her in every name, and every way. Thank you for her life, her story, her dreams. Thank you, Jesus. So this is a cool thing. So the, you know, I I, I married uh, someone who was my opposite, um, in personality stuff. You guys really fit together because you're really opposites. Um, and she, the you know, the, the really cool thing, sister you've always seen who your husband is. You've always seen deep into his heart. And the way you, the, the logic and kind of the, the rhythm of your life in planning and scheduling and organizing and structuring and administrating is so perfect for your lives together because you're kind of the glue that makes everything work in the the creative factory here. And God's very proud of you. And I just declare that um, so there's faith in your lineage, there's faith in your family, there's some cool things. I pray for two backsliders in your family to come back to Christ. I pray for supernatural deliverance of someone who's being tormented by mental infirmity in your side of the family. That God, would honor your faith and show you. I pray for the little angel rising up in your home, that her voice will change the world by song. I pray for all the things that are orchestrated in your story as a family. God, do miracles for these beautiful people in every way. Thank you, God. Amen, amen. Would you spread your prayers toward Mike and Shana, everybody. God, thank you for this couple. We lift them to your throne. Thank you for your love for them. For your kingdom come and your will be done in their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, God. 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 Thank you, God, for what's about to happen. Thank you, God. You know, Brother Mike, I hear a countdown clock like ticking to a real breakthrough in your family, in your business, in your life, in your dreams. And there's something scheduled from God soon that's going to be a remarkable thing. And the intensity of what you've been through, let's say the last two and a half years, God's going to make all that become meaningful and not just something you went through. And you're going to see value from it. And the Lord's uh, proud of you, Mike. He's proud of you um, for walking away from some difficult things, walking away from some intense environments you were raised in, that you were surrounded by, that you were uh, developed in. And uh, you're a trophy to God, because He brought you out of things the devil thought you would never get out of. <clears throat> and the, the so this this unusual thing in your family, of uh, people that made money, but it wasn't always honest or wasn't always legit or wasn't always whatever. You're you've broken that spirit. You've broken that. There's an anointing on you to gr- create finance God's way, and God's proud of you for just. Man, just, it's hard to come out of that stuff. And you've really come out of some difficult things. Then at a certain age in your family tree, the men of your family behave self-destructively as related to either alcohol or drugs or then other personal decisions. I declare that the spirit of premature death is broken off of you. You're going to live long. You and her, see your, your grandkids, your great-grandkids, what you're going to live. See all that God's going to do in your world, your story, your life, okay? So your God's going to show out for you. Help is here. Help is here for you. And this storm ends tonight, This especially this two and a half year intense thing. It ends tonight. God intervenes for you. God judges for you. God helps you. God's for your marriage. God's for your life, your family, your business, your, your health. God's for everything that's incorporated in kind of this perfect envi- storm environment. And everything's going to change supernaturally, suddenly, and miraculously by the hand of God, the power of God, faithfulness of God. Thank you, God. For uh, Tell me your name again. Shayna. Lord, thank you. I miss Shana. Thank you for her story, her journey, her heart. So, Shana, you uh, you have a great heart. You have a great way of seeing Uh, through a purity of heart um, who people are and what things really are in their nature and their character. And uh, I just saw the Lord uh, beautifully put his hand over your heart and said, tell her I'm healing her heart tonight. And I just declare over you that some of the intense things you've been through, your whole, you know, you guys as a family, gods you're going to feel renewed. You're going to feel refreshed. You're going to feel rejuvenated. You're going to feel restored completely. And I declare over you, so there's this unusual strain in your family of creative people, of even some kind of attachment to Hollywood or some, some unusual things. There are dreams God's waiting to fulfill in your family related to some unusual places, um, even with media and stuff. I declare that you're going to live to see all those dreams fulfilled in your legacy. That, God's, that you guys are the pioneers that have opened this massive door, and now things are going to rush into your world, your kids and whoever else is in this, and it's your, your laying claim to the unfinished business of your family and your family's inheritance. And so one of these things relates to a miraculous property transition to you. I loosen a miracle property to you in the name of Jesus Christ and declare that God does it. God does it for you. God does it for your family. God does it for your legacy. God does it for your destiny as a family. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, thank you. Amen, amen, amen. So I saw the Lord, you're talking to me, I saw three things touching your body. I loosen a a creative miracle into your physical body now and declare that you must live to see there's a prophetic champion that's that's rising up in your family. You must live to see these next years as something you have prayed for emerges in your family. I loosen a creative miracle now from your head to your foot and declare with long life God satisfies you, dear sister, and that a, a... this functional organ starts functioning. And that every cell of your body is affected by the presence, the power of the Holy Spirit now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, God. And what's your name? Celine. Lord, we pray for Would you uh, pray with me for Miss Celine, everybody? God, thank you for Miss Celine. We pray for her now and declare your grace, your love, your hand upon her life. Thank you for what you're doing. We bless her by the name of Jesus, the Lord of the church. Thank you, God that you're with her, that you're for her. And so, uh, Celine, this is great. Tell me how old you are. Okay, so I saw um, this really cool thing, a report card, all these really good grades. So the the Lord reads your heart and the things that matter to him um, are in you. Some really good character stuff, some really good, your care for people, your passion for life, just all this good stuff in you and God's proud of you he really is and so I'm I know this last year was hard it was hard because of a broken promise a broken-hearted event but that's not stopping your destiny because you are a history maker for Jesus you are a world changer for Jesus it's on you it's in you your gifts your personality. The whole package of who you are is so perfectly suited for what you're called to do. So this is your discovery season, summer. This is your going forward season. This is your dream again. This is your getting unplugged from discouragement or kind of giving up. And this is God just activating all those really good traits in you, the report card stuff. And God says he's not going to fail you. So thank you for blessing Miss Celine. Thank you, God. Amazing things happen in her life, in her story in her journey, in her destiny. going to help so many people, heal so many people. You're going to be a part of so many great stories. You're a good friends. You have so many good traits. You're going to make a difference. God's going to use you. There's wisdom in you beyond your years. There's all these really good things. Miss Celine. God's not going to disappoint you. <laughs> He's not going to fail you. He's going to show off his goodness through you. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you, God. Doing. Lord, I pray for this beautiful family. Thank you for your hand. Hey, uh, hey, Brad, I saw this cool thing. I saw you looking at like a science book, and it was way beyond your years, and you started understanding things. I loosen your mind to it. There's the exact opposite of what people said about you is true. There's not a learning disability in you, there's a learning genius in you. I loosen your mind to the genius acumen of what's in in you. I loosen your mind to open to what God's called you to be, a scientist, a person of inventive, creative, problem-solving wisdom for your generation. And God, I thank you, he's about to, (laughs) he's about to grow into the signs of that destiny. And so this is, so for four, so it's been, it's been like 10 years, but for four years, it was hard for you to find a healthy week. So I believe it's a spirit of infirmity. So I rebuke the spirit from your body. And so because it it kept changing places. It was this thing, then it was that thing, then it was that thing. And so um, especially now in a digestive way. So I pray for a total freedom in your heart right now from the discouragement that's just worn you out from this. And I command infirmity to leave your body now. You leave her now, and I loosen the healing and power of God to this precious woman now Declare that life comes to you, strength to your body, and healing in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, tell me your name again. Heather, Miss Heather. So I saw in your side of the family kind of a specific assignment of the enemy against women concerning health, physically and emotionally. And I declare that that curse is broken off of you in Jesus' name, as you don't follow that same pathway in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, Miss Heather. Ah, Gavin. Hey, Gavin. Hey, stretch your hands toward Pastor Gavin. I mean, uh Gavin. Lord, we, we bless Gavin. But in fact, I want to pray for the whole family. God, thank you. But, uh, this beautiful family, Phil and uh, Vanessa and Gavin. Yeah, Valerie, sorry. And thank you, God, for her. what a beautiful family. We're so grateful. Aren't, aren't you grateful God brought him here to Marietta? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Phil, I saw four things. The first one was, you've not made a mistake. You're not in the wrong place. You're in the right place. And the second one was there was um, two people that were assigned specific tasks that neither one fulfilled it. And so there's, you, you keep feeling like something was supposed to happen it didn't happen. But, but God's sending the third person that's going to do it. So a breakthrough is coming to the church that God's tried to send. So it relates to property. So things are going to happen as it relates to that end of your story, okay. The third thing is this: that people that promised they would father you treat, had treated you like a bastard, and haven't cared for you, haven't 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 done what they said they would do. It was almost as if they were just unloading you. And God says, "You've all you've only been a son. You've only been a a, a open-hearted son to me." And God says, "He's he's sorry that you've had to endure the rejection of." spiritual men that should have fathered you. But God says, I'm changing. You're not going to feel alone anymore. You're not going to be alone. I'm going to send you these three voices, these three lives, these three instruments, the three anointings, all accomplishing different things and all for the sake of safeguarding your future. The third thing is this, the supernatural financial miracles coming to your family as it relates to housing. I loosen a miracle house to you as a family the fourth thing is this, that God is in your side of the family. God called a couple people into the ministry. And I loosened the backslider to come home. And I declare that you're going to see a miracle happen in that other brother, whoever it is. I loosen in your family a miracle, a creative miracle. So, Lord, thank you for uh, precious Gavin. We bless him now in Christ's name. Thank you for the destiny he was made for. The great things, God, are in his life and his story. Thank you for all you're going to do. Thank you, God, for um, so many wonderful things. So, hey, um, you, you know, God's given you, so you're, um, you have the gift of high coordination for your age. So I think it's good for baseball and maybe for some other sports. And uh, it's hand-eye stuff, it's all this really good stuff. And you're going to keep winning, so, um, so just come with me a few years ahead. So by the time you're 12, you're going to have a whole shelf full of trophies. Of stuff that God's gonna do for you, okay? And, uh, but you have, a young man, you have a great heart, and the thing that God thinks is a trophy is not your physical abilities. He thinks your heart's a trophy because you're a kind boy, you're a thoughtful boy, and you're a spiritual boy. And I saw before the 10th year a date circled on the calendar when God's coming to visit you. Some unusual things are going to happen in your life as related to dreams and purposes and destinies from God. I see you traveling the world. I see you making a difference. I see God doing awesome things with you. I don't think I'm supposed to talk too much more about those things. But just to tell you, you're going to be a history maker for Jesus in your lifetime. Lord, thank you for Miss Valerie. We bless her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. This is a great story, so, so I dedicated my, my, the book that's coming out next month, I dedicated it to my wife, because people see me, and they think, "Oh, pastors, but the hero of our family was my wife. You really are a heroic person, because even though you've never claimed and clamored for the limelight, you're a soldier of faithfulness, loyalty, commitment. And man, I don't think even you knew how strong you were until this last season. And God just says thank you for being so strong for your family, for your church, for the purposes of God. Here's, here's what the Lord showed me. You were in a room looking at, it, at, a tr- looking at this either um, some beautiful tr- trees, shrubbery, or stuff from whatever your prayer room you have, and they were just whispering things. And the Lord told me to tell you this: the things you whisper on earth are heard like shouts in heaven. God's going to give you your heart's desire. My wife pretty much gets everything, including close parking spaces at big malls. Uh, she asks for from Jesus. You have that same thing. God holds you in such regard. He's so proud of you. And I pray tonight that you feel the warm embrace of a loving God who could not be prouder of you because you had no idea what you were signing up for. And you've been, you've been the surprise in the family. Because people thought, well, she's so quiet. She's so da 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 And you've been, you've emerged. And God's very proud of you. I saw this cool thing. I saw, um, we're walking down the aisle and you just stopped, it right here at church. Because God starts talking to you something, there's a prophetic agency in you that is easily accessible because your heart is pure and un- unburdened. God's going to start talking to you about some amazing specific things He's once going to do for people. And that's going to become more and more regular. In fact, I loosen notable miracles in this church through. That's Valerie. I declare that all kinds of things start showing up in the ministry of my sister in Jesus' name. I pray for whoever. So there's there's a musician in your family. There's a creative person in your side of the family that's displaced. I call them into their right place in Christ's name. I call them into their kingdom calling and inheritance. So I, I prayed that prayer, this Valerie, I prayed this, that prayer in 1990 when the Lord told me to call musicians out of darkness into his kingdom. A young man came to our church, came, got right with Christ, sat in the back row. I called him out, prophesied over him, made him my worship leader. He was 19. His name was Israel Houghton. And all kinds of musicians started showing up. A great creative explosion is going to hit this church. But it's hitting your family too. And kind of a lifelong, not a lifelong, but like a 14 or 15 year struggle in that person's heart is ending. And God's winning the battle. God's claiming the gift. And God's securing the outcome in Christ's name. Thank you, J. Come on, raise your hands to heaven. Let's give God all the praise tonight. Yeah. Joey the <laughs> Thank you, Miss Joe. Everybody, stretch your hands toward our lovely sister. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Miss Joe, this is a great thing. So I, 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 God gives me these funny visions. So I saw you with like cheerleader pom poms, and uh, that that God's made you such an encourager. You're like the cheerleader. Come on, people, we can do this. And even when you go through difficult personal things. You never let it interfere with your care and your your desire to see the kingdom of God advance. You have so many great characteristics. Eleven years ago, the devil tried to take you out with a broken heart. And some very difficult things happened that it's hard for you to even express them. As lines of trust were broken and safety was in your world uprooted, that you're a miracle woman. You're living a miracle life. And you're in the season of miracle recovery, restoration, and breakthrough. Amen. Not just you. Your whole family. Your whole family. Your whole family. Saved and walking in the power of God. The promise of God. The destiny of God. Jesus' name. So people say, well, how do you know they're going to be saved? You can say, because Jesus Christ told me they're going to be saved. That's, that's how you know. And so God, thank you. It's not even... It's not that it's false religion keeping them out. There's intellectual deceptions. And I break the power of intellectual deceptions, especially around three people in your family. I loosen their salvations in Christ's name. God, thank you that they will be great strategic thinkers in your kingdom. The mind of Christ. Do those things. God's also healing your body. God, touched the family, my sister, everything in her world. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.